just standing there I thought I was only dreaming, yeah I kissed you then And then once again to Healing with Dr. Daniels. It is Sunday, August 4th, 2019, and have we got a show for you. I tell you. You know, one thing that modern medicine is based on is something called science. Yes, scientific research. In fact, people have told me that they only base their decision on scientific information, and they do their research. And so today's topic is why scientific data mm, usually isn't. And so I'm going to take a peek at the troubled world of research. Yes, the troubled world of research. And we're only going to take a little peek because we only have two hours. <laughs> so uh, let's just take a look at the concept of a uh, scientific. I mean, why would someone think that something scientific is, well, uh, superior? So uh, the definition of scientific is uh what we're looking for here. Yeah, definition. And so based on or characterized by the methods and principles of science. Um, so it's something that's methodical, organized, orderly, meticulous, rigorous, exact, precise, accurate, uh, circle accurate, mathematical, regulated, and controlled. Okay, So if something is not accurate, it is not precise. It is not regulated, not controlled, not orderly. Then, well, it's not scientific, right? So we, so you need to understand what the word scientific means. So because something is called scientific, it may not actually be scientific. Yeah, a nuance. So before we get uh, too far here, let's go say hi to our friends on Facebook. And let's give them a little click here. Yep, here it is. It says live video. Let's see if it's going to work today. Oh, my God. It's going to work. It's going to work. Here we are. Okay, we're going to slide this over here. Get a little slider to work. Yes, slide this over here, and we are in business. Okay, so what we're going to talk about today is why scientific data usually isn't. And so, as always, I always have an inspiration, inspiration from my radio show. And, of course, inspiration today comes from um, the usual place, Medscape. They are such a wealth of information. I'm telling you, you guys have got to sign up for Medscape, M-E-D-S-C-A-P-E. This is family medicine. This is general medical knowledge that your family doctor or internal medicine doctor should be aware of. Well, certainly they bombard his inbox with this stuff. So hopefully he's looking. 
And so this says, and this is March 25th, 2019, Duke, uh, that's a big university, settles doctored lawsuit for $112.5 million. That means that Duke paid uh, somebody $112.5 million as a legal penalty for doctored data. <coughs> this is not data undoctored. This is doc data that has been doctored. In other words, it is not scientific because it's not accurate. It has been altered and uh, doctored. Okay, so uh, so the important thing to understand here is not that Duke is a good university or a bad university. That's not the point here. The point here is there's a process going on and that this process is frequent and is ongoing. So you want to understand your brain, frequent, ongoing. This is not like some anomaly or something. In fact, Duke has done this before. So we're not, we're not judging here, no judgment. All right, okay. In one of the largest ever such agreements with an academic institution, that's Reed Teaching Hospital, okay, high status, Duke University in North Carolina has settled. That means they've agreed. They said, yep, okay, we're, we're going we're gonna to pay, we're settling. But they didn't even wait for a conviction. They said, you know what? Yeah. Has settled a whistleblower lawsuit alleging, the lawsuit accused, that lung researchers there used, used fake data. That means they lied. It means it was not accurate. In National Institutes of Health grant applications. So in other words, this is immediately research that is not scientific because the data is not accurate. They faked it, okay? They just, like, made it up. Okay. The settlement for a case brought under the False Claims Act is for $112.5 million, according to attorneys for the whistleblower who brought the case. The act allows for whistleblowers to receive a substantial payout. Under the terms of the settlement, uh, this individual, a former biologist who worked in the department where the data was, was being faked, will receive 30% of the $112.5 million. The rest will be paid to the U.S. government. Now, this is important to understand. So what has happened is you have an institution, a very prestigious, respected, scientific institution, doing scientific research that is inaccurate and fake. Fake. Okay. And the penalty for doing this and receiving money under false pretenses from the government is that they pay the government 70% of the $112 million. Okay. So this amounts to, because the action is ongoing, a kickback in plain sight. All it is. Okay, here, government, we're going to pay you this money so we can keep doing what we're doing. Okay. Just so you understand what we're looking at here. And so we have here a uh, naive individual, the whistleblower himself. Now, the whistleblower himself, he has now got skin in the game. All right. He's got $30 million uh or $40 million, basically, that is now in his pocket because of the $112 million settlement. So he's, by his biases, this is a darn good process here. Okay, so let's see what he says. He says, I am glad that the legal system has helped to return research funding to the United States government and shine a light on the importance of research integrity. All right, this is what the whistleblower says. And he is hopeful that this case bodes well for the future of scientific research. 
let's take a look at this case. Let's see what the penalty was and see if we can figure this out for ourselves. Yeah, we're going to put some independent thinking to this. Okay. So Bill Foster, who ran the lab where the data was faked, studied the effects of pollution on the lungs of mouse models. Uh, the whistleblower said Duke had won some 50 grants from the NIH and the Environmental Protection Agency and other government agencies that were directly premised or arose from research misconduct and fraud totaling $89 million. He also claimed in the lawsuit that other institutions won $121 million in grants based at least in part on the shoddy data. Now, shoddy is a pretty generous term. Okay, This is fake, false, fraudulent. Okay, about, You know, shoddy about it. They made up numbers that were not there. Okay. Now, so we add the total take here is uh, 9 plus 1 is 10. Uh, 10 is 11. So we're really looking at uh, $200 million here that the U.S. government spent based on unscientific information. Call it fraud or lies. All right? All right. So the whistleblower was represented by his brother, an attorney who used to work for a law firm. So this is the high price of being a whistleblower, by the way. The only lawyer he could find to take his case was his brother. And his brother had to quit his job in order to work on this case for about six years. That's a lot. If it takes that to even begin to uncover scientific fraud, then you can understand that there's a lot of scientific fraud out there that is not being uncovered, that is not being reported. Okay. So, when Joe approached me six years ago, <laughs> six years, he knew that he would find, face significant hardship for doing the right thing, and he did it anyway. This is substantial hardship. It's the six years of unemployment for both brothers, potentially. So John told Medscape Medical News, due to Joe's courage, the United States taxpayers have been compensated for their significant loss and falsified research was identified and addressed. Okay. So he uses the word, tells what it is, falsified research, it's fake research. So again, things should be going through your mind now. Is, is it possible that the research my doctor is basing his recommendations on could be falsified? I don't know. Let's see. Let's, let's see. Okay, so it's a difficult moment for Duke. That's the university. University officials wrote in an email to faculty, staff, and employees. <laughs> This case demonstrates the devastating impact of research fraud and reinforces the need for all of us to have a focused commitment on promoting research integrity and accountability. This is what Duke says. So Duke says, hey, we're all in this together. So embezzlement uh, charges, then scrutiny. So the story begins in March 2013, again, six years ago, when lab technician Erin Potts Kant was arrested on charges that she embezzled more than 25000 from Duke through purchases on Amazon, Target, and elsewhere. She was eventually convicted in the meantime. Let's pause here. Now, if you, any, anyone else, any other business that was being used as a vehicle for embezzlement might actually be penalized by the government, but not Amazon, Target, or elsewhere. Just saying. Duke began scrutinizing the work she had done in the lab. Those investigations have led to the retraction of 17 scientific articles so far. I have a partial list, so we'll be reading that later. In 2016... The whistleblower sued Duke Pops 
and uh, Michael Foster, the director of the lab, in which POTS worked. He alleged that she at various times either fudged data, that means falsified fraudulent data, to obtain a desired result or simply failed to run experiments at all, just like made up all the numbers, didn't even run the experiments. Duke, Thomas said, Duke is a university, knew that some of the data submitted in grant applications had been faked. So Duke knew about this. <laughs> Although um, these settlements with corporations for kickbacks and other offenses have reached into the hundreds of millions of dollars, this case is one of the largest such settlements with a university. Again, tertiary care, teaching hospital, university, foundation of knowledge. It's a lot of money, but it's not enough. How can you say $112.5 million is not enough? I thought it was a lot of money myself. But I said, man, that's a pretty stiff penalty. How could the U.S. government slap uh, an institution for that kind of money for wrongdoing? Okay. Would that put them out of business? But the government never penalizes any institution enough money to put them out of business. <laughs> so then I said, well, let me check at the folks who count money. There are people who do nothing but count money all their lives. Did you know that? Yeah. So I checked with those people. And that would be KPMG, KPMG, famous accounting firm. And they keep all the books for Duke. Not only do they keep them, but they publish them online. <laughs> How cool is that? They publish it online. Yeah. So it turns out that um, Duke has assets in the billions of dollars. Uh, namely, 2017, uh, 2017 latest uh, we have information for, uh, $5 billion. $5 billion in assets is the institution, and they're penalized $112 million. You can do the math. It's less than 2% of their net worth. So I said, <laughs> the government is true to form. They did not penalize them in a way that would be harmful. Okay, so my faith has been restored. Uh, but it gets it gets it gets better. <laughs> so in 2017, Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston. Well, let's stop right now. This ain't Brigham and Women's Hospital. That's Harvard Medical School. Okay, that hospital is part of the Harvard Hospital Network. Okay, so you can just read uh, Mass General Harvard. Okay, so this is, this, uh, Brigham and Women's Hospital is part of the Harvard University Hospital Complex. Okay. They agreed to pay $10 million to settle allegations that three, listen for it, stem cell scientists knew or should have known that their laboratory spread and relied upon false information. Okay, this is stem cell research. People ask me, Dr. Daniels, are stem cells good? Do they really work? Well, they're based on false research, so you figure that out right from there. Just start with that. <laughs> okay, so $10 million, and that's really just, honestly, it's a spit in the ocean, a drop in the ocean, actually, uh, as to the size of the stem cell industry. Okay, and in 2016, Columbia University, another Ivy League, so these are, these are, this is Ivy, 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 okay, so Harvard, Ivy League, Columbia, Ivy League, University in New York City settled a case involving overbilling grant funds. That means... Uh, they had a contract for a certain amount of money, and they billed more, and they got the additional more they billed for, and they settled it for $9.5 million. Okay. 
So now we have a pattern. Okay, so this article written by the by Medscape, the medical industrial complex itself, is establishing a pattern of activity. That activity being uh, using false fake, false, fake, fraudulent information in research. Okay. Now, personally, every in, every research project I've ever been involved in, I've been involved in about seven, has involved me being directly asked to fake data or once I submit my data, it is then altered or changed by a person at the next stage, right? So I have never, ever been involved in a research project where they did research and just reported their findings. I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I said, man, this has got to be pretty widespread. Of course, this is back in the uh, 80s and 90s before information was so easily disseminated on the internet. And so here we, we have, they've correlated all, all this. And they're only going back, mind you, to 2016, 2017. Uh, you know, this is all recent, this uh, falsification. All right. And I'm reaching back to what I was witnessing in the 80s and 90s. But wait, this was not Duke's first research scandal in recent years. Wait a minute. Did you get that qualifier in recent years? So Duke has had many research scandals. We're just looking at recent years. And like I said, the show's only an hour, right? So we can't cover all the stuff going on. But you get the idea. Okay. This is not Duke's first research scandal in recent years. In 2015, after a prolonged investigation, U.S. official research integrity, U.S. Office of Research Integrity, why even have an Office of Research Integrity? Unless... This fraudulent behavior is so widespread, you need a whole office to handle it. There's only one, per, one clerk sitting at a desk answering the phone. Oh, no. They have a whole department. They probably got calls coming in from all over all day long. Um, back when I witnessed all this stuff, I didn't even know who to call. Well, I guess there are people, hey, they got the internet, they go on the internet, who do I call? Who do I call? And so they probably flood up with calls, and they have to have create the whole office. So the United States, when they say they have an office, that's at least five people, maybe even 100. So there's a lot of this uh, fraudulent, fake research going on. Okay. So this is not Duke's first rodeo. And U.S. Office of Research Integrity found that Anil Patti, once a cancer researcher at the university, engaged in research misconduct in work supported by federal grants. In that case, too, a whistleblower, a medical student, had warned Duke, but had been effectively silenced. How do you effectively silence a medical student? Wouldn't be hard to do. You just tell him he's not going to graduate. That's really easy. This kid has invested 22. All right.
Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. It's happening, ladies and gentlemen. We here at RBN are working with Front Sight Firearms Training Institute to bring our audience the best in combat, tactical, and defensive firearms training. Whether you're a private citizen who is new to firearms or you have a concealed weapon permit and want a level of training that surpasses what you've received from your local gun range, Front Sight provides priceless education and skills taught by seasoned law enforcement, military, and private citizen instructors to levels that far exceed law enforcement and military standard. With nearly a million responsible citizens trained from every town, city, and state from across the United States, Front Sight has bolstered the Patriot movement to a whole new level. Contact Dan Sutterfield by phone at 573-762-2356 or 573-465-2356 or shoot him an email at domedan, D-O-M-E-D-A-N, at hotmail.com. This is a limited-time opportunity. Don't miss it. Give such delight We all leave before morning light Please don't go No, please don't go Hi, this is Dr. Daniels, and welcome to Healing with Dr. Daniels. And we are continuing our investigation into scientific. And, well, maybe it's not. Okay. So we have here 
information from Medscape about this fake research. So we've got a hint of this research uh, in terms of what it might be encompassing. So a year ago, the NIH told Duke, this is a year ago, its grants would be subject to stricter oversight. That means they're going to steer a little longer before signing off on the money. All right. Because of how the university had mishandled several misconduct cases. <laughs> if you're a private institution, if you get caught, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Uh, yeah, 2% of your net worth. Uh, those of you listening, calculate your net worth, and uh, what would be 2% of that? Uh -huh. But realistically, most of the time, you don't get caught. Wait a minute. This is what Medscape is saying. Realistically, most of the time, you don't get caught. That means at least 51% of the time, you don't get caught. So if we average all the grants, whatever, you're going to come out ahead by engaging in this dishonesty. All right. The system needs to be made such that if you do it one time and you do it wrong, you pay a substantial penalty. If you do it a second time, it's game over. Now, we've already established this is the second time around for Duke, because Duke had this problem already a year ago. All right. The fact that fraud of this magnitude could occur at an institution as well regarded as Duke University illustrates the work that remains to be done on behalf of research integrity across the country, John said. Uh, that's the whistleblower. It is incumbent upon research institutions to ensure they are being faithful stewards of taxpayer dollars, and it is equally incumbent upon researchers to police their own and report fraud when they see it. Now, taxpayer dollars is the least of this. It's the least of this. Because this research is the basis of a lot of extremely pricey medical intervention that is turning out to be not only ineffective, but dangerous and deadly. I mean, that's why the medical industrial complex, by its own admission, is the third leading cause of death in the United States. If you take my count, it is the leading cause of death in the United States. But let's be generous. Let's just take their estimate. So what is happening then is a whole body of research, not research, a whole body of research is being used to fuel the economic activity of billions of dollars of medical expenditure for therapies that are of no benefit, no benefit at all to patients. And again, we have here the whole stem cell thing where we have a prominent institution caught faking information that would indicate stem cells are a positive thing. Uh, if it was a positive thing, like why would you need to fake the information? Hey, you guys can sort that out. I'm just giving you the information. Okay, so we've established then that Duke settled this case. Believe it or not, when you settle a case, it doesn't necessarily mean an admission of guilt. I know. <laughs> the circles they travel in. Um, but let's take another look at what the feds have finally said. So the feds so there's a legal decision, which is that they agreed to, re to pay some money. But now Medscape has a more recent report. Oh, I'm sorry, not a more recent report, but 
uh, more information. So November 2015, feds, in parenthesis, finally say that the researcher faked the data. So no doubt about it, this data was faked. And um, the, go the government says so. You know, it's the government. We're going to take the word for this. Yeah. The word for this. So after a lengthy investigation, the U.S. Office of Research Integrity has found that NL Potty, a former, that means used to be, Duke University cancer researcher, engaged in research misconduct. Did you hear that, cancer researcher? That was a topic, cancer? In which work supported by various federal grants. Okay. So the judgment is the final action in the case, according to <coughs> the report published online today in the Federal Register. So the Office of Research Integrity said that Dr. Potty falsified research data in published papers, in a submitted manuscript, in a grant application, and in the research record. So he didn't just falsify one thing. He falsified a manuscript, a grant application, published papers, and the research record. He was productive. All right, we are going to commercial. We'll be back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Many people write us about their experience with Extendivite. Allow me to read you some from Amazon.com. It really does work like the review says it does. I cannot believe that after the first few days, I didn't feel as sluggish or clogged up. It has had a profound impact on my physical, emotional well-being. I'm skeptical as most people about products and their claims, and I never write reviews. But this is a wonderful product, and I recommend it to everyone. Great product. It has brought my blood pressure from the mid-150s over the 80s to the mid-130s over mid-80s. Along with diet and exercise in just the past couple of months. Excellent. Thank you, David. Tell us your story. Get Extendivite today. Call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. 
Surfer Music Discovery. It links to thousands of online stations, but the twist is you see the song names and artists that are now playing live. That's different. No guessing. Looks like a waterfall of music. So many formats. Rock, oldies, country, R&B, jazz, and a whole lot more. How's that spelled? Surfer. S-U-R-F-R. Is it expensive? It's free. No need to sign up or sign in. Get the Surfer Music app free from Google Play or the App Store. Talk Right, the conservative app offered by TalkStream Live that caters exclusively to the conservative talk radio community. Here you'll see only talk shows and podcasts from the conservative right. All the big broadcast names and online digital shows in one place. Talk Right makes it easy to find all your favorite conservative talkers with all the upscale features you come to expect from TalkStream Live. Keep up with the fast-paced political world. Download Talk Right today from Google Play or the App Store. Hi, it's Dr. Daniels, and welcome back to Healing with Dr. Daniels. And we are talking about scientific research, which usually is not scientific. Yep. All right, let's get our uh, our sound here. Oh, there we go. Okay, we're good. Um, so the United States Government of Office of Research Integrity uh, has issued a statement on this matter. And the disgraced researcher generated a lot of news coverage along the way because his fraud was executed in a grand manner with fake data in high-profile studies. I mean, studies that were widely publicized and widely used as the basis for therapy by doctors. And in medicine's biggest and best journals. So this fraudulent research was published in the most trusted medical journals, which we will list. They give us a list. It's phony research, phony fake. So it may be phony research, but it was not scientific, right? So this is research that is not scientific because the numbers are all made up, false, fraudulent. It was highly influential and led to the initiation of several large clinical trials. That means more money spent, more income, sponsored by the National Cancer Institute, which were halted when questions about the reproducibility of the results were raised. So many people said, oh my God, this guy's done this awesome research. Let me take this research and use it. Well, first of all, let me try and repeat the research. When they repeated the research techniques according to the techniques he said he used, they didn't get the results that he said he got. And so, of course, that is the way you determine that a scientific study is fake or false. The first indication is someone tries to repeat the study and they can't repeat it. All right. So Dr. Potty also had a flair for the dramatic, claiming to be a Rhodes Scholar and the winner of various research awards. And these turn out to be unsubstantiated. Unsubstantiated means false. Like, dude, can you produce the piece of paper? <laughs> I mean, even I can produce a copy of my Harvard diploma. <laughs> you know, it's not that hard. Notably, Dr. Potty has not admitted to the federal investigators that he committed fraud. He has not admitted any fraud. Instead, he entered into a wait a minute, instead, he entered into a voluntary settlement agreement and neither admits nor denies 
They also research findings or research misconduct. This means, this is a penalty, by the way, usually reserved for large corporations. For example, let's say you have someone, someone, and they murder another person. And this person says, I'm not going to say I murdered him or I didn't murder him, but um, uh, here's where the gun is. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll pay $10 to the family. Yes. So most criminal activity, when someone commits a crime, then they, uh, as you say, they say pay the time. No, there's, there's a, there's, uh, admission of guilt and a penalty. In this case, it's like, hey, sign this agreement, no admission of guilt, which means there's no admission of guilt, there's no record of conviction. Okay, This is, this is pretty special treatment. The settlement, okay, so the settlement is not an admission of guilt or liability or responsibility on the part of the accused. The parties entered into the agreement to conclude this matter without further expenditure of time, finances, or other resources. Among the misconduct findings, the Committee of Integrity concluded that false data were reported on the following subjects. Okay, so false data was reported on the following subjects. So the conclusions of the following subjects are not valid. Certainly not scientific. Okay, so a predictor of thrombotic phenotypes. In other words, a method of predicting whose blood is going to clot and whose blood isn't going to clot. And you see how valuable this is. If you can predict whose blood's going to clot, then, oh, y'all need blood thinners. Every last one of you need blood thinners, because I predicted your blood's going to clot. So we're getting into the, um, you know, fortune teller area here, and we're putting it in the cloak of science. But wait, it gets better. Predictor of lung cancer relapse. Well, this is extremely valuable, right? Especially if you fake it, because it's going to show that a lot of people are at risk for lung cancer relapse and need more and more and more and more, more therapy. Even better, it shows that after therapy, the relapse rate is less. The prediction, the prediction, the prediction. And so you can see there's an incredible... Uh, conflict of interest in terms of those receiving this data, they are predisposed to believe it, even though it's not true. Okay. Another predictor, a predictor of the response to chemotherapeutic drugs, uh, topotecan and docexatel, just in case you're taking either of those. <laughs> so obviously, the predictor of response to these chemotherapeutic drugs, what does it do? It creates a market for those drugs. And so this, again, multiplies the financial gain, not only for himself, this guy, he's just getting the grant money, but the next people down the line, they get 10, even 100 or 1,000 times the amount of the grant money in revenue from selling these drugs. So you can see there's now a wider amount of people who are like, shh, shh, shh. this fraud cannot be uncovered, please. No. Now, the first one, by the way, was in the journal Blood, but like, who's heard that, right? The next one was in the New England Journal of Medicine in 2006. The next one was in Natural Medicine, like, who's heard of that? But the next one was in the Journal of Clinical Oncology, right? Another predictor of the response of the chemotherapeutic drug, cisplatin. 
Six Flags is absolutely devastating in case anyone here has had it. <laughs> I mean, I haven't, but I've you know witnessed the effects. It's like really bad. Definitely, you know, go out and shop and get your wig. Get ready. Uh, so a predictor for the response of a therapeutic drug, cisplatin, again, he falsified the data. It's fake. Do you think he falsified to say cisplatin didn't work? Uh-uh. He falsified to create optimism and create a bigger market for this particular drug. Uh, so notice everything he faked is a predictor, a predictor of, a predictor of, a predictor of. And so basically he is uh, converting your doctor into a very unreliable fortune teller based on the research, of course. And so um, a predictor of the response of the combination of chemotherapeutic drugs, lorurosil, epirubicin, cyclophosphamide, or doxetel, epirubicin, doxetel. This is in Lancet. Lancet is the number one most prestigious medical journal in England. And I have read lots of articles in Lancet from there. They do, they're, they're a very respected journal. They're like the um, England equivalent of the New England Journal of Medicine. Then we have a predictor of breast cancer relapse. Journal of American Medical Association. Fake news, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you talk about fake news. This is serious fake news. This fake news is killing people. This fake news is wiping people out financially, devastating lives and families. It's terrible. Uh, then we have a predictor of the response to the chemotherapeutic drug Pasixatel, 5-fluorouracil-5-FU, adriamycin, also known as red death, cyclophosphamide. So a predictor for the response. So he has to fake the data. Which direction do you think he faked it in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so a lot more of these things. And predictor of colon cancer recurrence. Again, which way do you think that data was faked? And again, the only reason to fake data is the reality is the exact opposite, right? Because if it's the, exact, the reality was what you wanted the outcome to be, wouldn't need to fake it. And a predictor of the response to the chemotherapeutic drug cisplatin. Well, if the response to cisplatin was so overwhelmingly positive, why would anyone need to fake the data? Right. So you can see the implications of this fake data are amazing. So any therapy based on this uh, fraudulent data would, of course, itself be fraudulent. All of these studies have now been retracted. Whoop the effin' do. Uh, you know, you guys know I checked the literature, blah, blah, blah. I didn't hear any of these studies being retracted. What did they, 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 where, where was the whisper? They must have retracted it in a closet or something. What I'm trying to say is your doctor didn't hear the retraction. And a lot of this fake research is formed the standard of care. And this is why medical therapy is profoundly ineffective and dangerous. These drugs, I mean, they're, they're going to walk in the park. It's not some easy stuff. There ain't no placebo or water. This is some serious, life-devastating uh, medical intervention. And so what this researcher has done is created a justification for this life-devastating intervention under the pretense that it's making a positive effect in people's lives. This might be also why cancer uh, therapy is so ineffective. All right. The agreement between the Office of Research Integrity and Dr. Potty stipulates, among other things, listen, listen to this, careful, 
Dr. Potty obtains employment in a research position in which he receives or applies for U.S. Public Service grant support in the next five years, he will have his research supervised for a period of five subsequent years. Whoa! We're not banning him from receiving grants? We're saying he has to be supervised? He was definitely supervised at Duke. No question. He was supervised. Now, he gets to go to another institution, and he can actually show them how he did what he did at Duke. So, really, what they've done, their so-called penalty, is they've set this doctor up in a situation where he can basically help other institutions understand how to profit from this system. And they've already said, in the article we read, that most fraud is never reported, never detected, never uncovered. And that is, that's true. So to have him work supervised is, is outrageous. It's actually the antithesis of the integrity the office supposedly represents. All right. So Dr. Potty has recently begun working at a cancer center in Grand Forks, North Dakota. According to a report in Retraction Watch. Now, I lived in North Dakota, so I can tell you. And I can tell you about Grand Forks. Why? Because I lived in uh, Devil's Lake. Yeah. So what do I know about Grand Forks? Grand Forks is like the Massachusetts general of North Dakota. And they're constantly trying to improve their status, improve their economic reach. And what better person do this than Dr. Potty, uh, the person who fakes research. So the prolonged scandal involving Dr. Potty could have been stopped earlier. Oh, really? In his course, according to a report in the cancer letter earlier this year, a Duke medical student acted as a whistleblower and warned university officials about Dr. Potty's misconduct, but the student was effectively silenced by school officials and researchers. And as, like I said, Medical student, he's in a silence, say, hey, do you really want to be a doctor? You've invested a lot of money and time. It can all go down the tube, down the tube. <laughs> so it was pretty easy to influence this medical student and kind of call him off the scent. And then as a medical student, his head's in the box. He didn't know about the $30 million he could make with the whistleblower's lawsuit, which is far more than anything he might ever make as a doctor. But... Uh, so the point here, there's quite a few, we can see then that uh, Duke had a system in place to censor and suppress any information that uncovered fraud. And we can see that Duke had to actively keep this fraud going, and they had many indications from many sources that it was going on. But what does this mean for you? Well, first of all, it's just, it's just the government, uh, it, they're trying to say that they're helping us, all right? So we have sciencemag.org, and they're saying that, hey, Duke's mishandling of a misconduct situation prompts new United States grant oversight. In other words, more government jobs for something. Because they already have the Office of Integrity. They already have thousands of people in various different organizations in the government working on this. And all of them yeah, covered their eyes and missed this big fraud of hundreds of millions of dollars. 
All right. And so here they are, March of 18. This is last year. The National Institutes of Health imposed unusual new requirements on researchers based at Duke University who receive federal funds. The changes are a response to concerns over how the institution handled recent cases involving research misconduct and grant management. Now, stop right there. So if you were a doctor, by the way, and you had fraudulent Medicare billings of this magnitude, you would go to jail for 20 years, and you would never, ever have the right to collect another penny from the Medicare system. Just saying. I'm not suggesting this should be done to Duke at all. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. What I am suggesting to you is that there really has been no penalty here, and if anything, there has been put in place a system to perpetuate this fraudulent research upon which we now understand a major body of stem cell and um, cancer research has been based. Uh, stem cell research, I want to be clear, was not at Duke, it was at another institution. But many institutions are involved in this behavior, and this behavior is forming the foundation of medical practice. And so if you have the foundation of medical practice based on fake information, then any recommendation your doctor makes, because it's based on fake and false information, any recommendation is going to be of no benefit to you. And this is also why, by the way, medical students are told half of everything you are learning is false. We just don't know which half. And the truth, of course, is 100% of what they're being told is false. They just don't want to admit it out the gate. And so, you know, as a doctor, once you're in practice for a while, you notice every place where you look under the rug, every place where you question, you find out that, oops, that was false. Oops, that was false. So, uh, that what we have here, instead of grant oversight, so oversight means we just look over. It doesn't mean we stop anything. We're just looking over. Uh, increasing the cost of doing business. The government's getting more fees and more payments. So we need to understand that this has nothing to do with the accuracy of the research or even... But really, the bottom line is safety for patients. There are patients who are going to hospitals, being hooked up and having poisons pumped into their veins, having their lives shortened, their quality of life ruined, based on this fraudulent research. And when do you know that the research is fraudulent? Well, the research happened in 08. The discovery was in, by the government anyway, 2017. That's a pretty long lag period. And then the standard of care, of course, has not changed. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party 
property and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. Airoutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield tactical bipods. Airoutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. Plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to aroutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at aroutfitting.com. Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Republic Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. Get involved by visiting Facebook.com slash Republic Broadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family because you can handle the truth.
Daniels and welcome back. Dealing with Dr. Daniel. And we are talking about that not so scientific scientific research. All righty. Let's see. Let's get back to what the government's doing to help us out with this. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so we have government oversight. <laughs> so Duke faculty learned of the changes on March 21st. Okay, any Duke researcher submitting a so called application for grant worth less than 250000 per year must include detailed budgets justifying the cost. That's if it's less than 250000 What if it's more than 250000 eh, We don't know. What the heck? Forget it. <laughs> and so these additional administrative burdens potentially could delay funding and extensions as well as signify increased duties for Duke's Office of Research Support. So Duke's got to hire more people to submit this stuff and the government hires more people to review this stuff. That's pretty much it. We're not talking about any um, uh, any any change. And of course, the researcher we know has relocated to try and teach a not so prosperous uh, hospital complex how to imitate the uh, profit that he has produced. All righty, we are going to commercial. We'll be back. I saw you. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. 